0: Start your comeback at Purduelobal.edu.
3: Hey, one more thing on the TV show You," which I realize there are a hundred. Maybe more great shows on a streaming service. This just happens to be the one I've seen in the last ten years. Yes. Um. Uh. I don't have any reason to think it's better or anything like that. But Jack has little kids and is too busy for pop culture. listeners Over- <laughs> <laughs> Watching you about a serial killer. One, watching it on Netflix, I was thinking the writing on this is so much better than every show I watched up until like the age of 40. Right. Every show that was ever on, all your...
2: Hill Street Blues. Although that that was head and shoulders above anything else, Hill Street Blues. Well, right, but the best stuff that was on TV that was legendary, this
3: is so much better. Right. The, all this talent was out there and was not being unleashed because corporations had a stranglehold on who got the right shows, I guess. Well, that, or something. And they were just so
2: cautious so as not to offend advertisers. And not uh, get an advertiser boycott launched because of what they said, or you know, some group or another. Being there was angry. also a
4: huge technological decrease in the barrier to entry. You need you used to have to have expensive camcorders and film if you wanted to, do, but now oh, everybody yeah, you literally can literally film. You can make a you can make a pilot episode on your smartphone yeah. and start shipping that off to you know people who greenlight sort it, of. The thing other
3: thing I like about you, the serial killer movie, is he, what he hates is phoniness. They bring up me um, too. They bring up J.D. Salinger a lot in this show. So it's got something mm. to do with Holden Caulfield and J.D. Mm. But anyway. Um, I
2: hate phonies.
3: And he's surra- and surrounded by college age people that are all super woke and phony. And it's just so delicious. His his inner monologue oh. about how much he hates these people. Oh. <laughs> I just really enjoy it. Wait a Scratches minute. Scratches me where I itch. Please.
2: <laughs> I got it. And that's a Netflixer? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I believe so. Yes. Okay. All right. Excellent. Uh, so, listen. Uh, big, big news. I don't know if you heard about this. We, uh, uh, we, we, we took out an Iranian general. He was perhaps the second most powerful person in the country. He was the head of the branch of their services that killed and maimed hundreds of Americans, and he was actively plotting the deaths of more. And then, a drone buzzed overhead, and he is no more. Some people are pretending to be outraged by that. The automatic knee-jerk Trump derangement syndrome everything does he does is wrong crowd has come out howling red-faced about it. Um, although, in, in my opinion, it's thoroughly defensible and will not lead to your kids getting drafted in a world war, no matter what Rose McGowan told you on Twitter. Well, She's anyway. a crazy person. Well, she is a crazy person, which isn't her fault. And, and Colin Kaepernick is just a dope um, but I don't get upset at these people like some people do. I just figure there are crazy people and dopes in the world, and they're going to say crazy, dopey stuff, and I move on with my life. But having said that, Mike Pompeo 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 has, uh, came out this morning and manfully, he's the Secretary of State. I understand he is Jack. I should have pointed that out. The Secretary of State came out and and uh, read a statement and also answered all sorts of questions from the media about the strike. Uh, I like Pompeo. He's an incredibly smart guy. He's a, a tough guy. He's an experienced guy. Comes off as a bit of a hard ass. He's got that uh, that feel to him.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't like the habit that so many government officials of all parties have adopted over the years of uh, kind of annoyed that you're asking them questions. I, I that that bothers me a lot. We get to ask you as many questions as we want yeah. about everything. Yeah. You don't
2: need to take the smug attitude. They all do that. That's that's a new thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, it is. Although, if you had, um, what is the name of that just horrific piece of crap from CNN, um, who's constantly grandstanding? Oh, Two wow. weeks off have blanked all these names out of my mind. Acosta, okay. uh, or Jim Acosta, right? If you had him. Asking you his CNN-style grandstanding questions every day. You're telling me you'd oh, maintain yeah. no, an even no. tone?
3: I, mean, I probably would, do.
2: Let's live <laughs> and let live, Jack. Huh? <laughs> All right. So, anyway. Um, I'm out
3: my mind bone
2: there. <laughs> fabulous. Uh, I tell you what, a positive Sean producer, would you recommend uh, uh, clip 26 first? You know, let's address the question of the imminent threat and, and why um, uh, General Suleimani was killed.
0: There's been much made about this question of intelligence and eminence. I answered it multiple times on Sunday. I'm happy to, to walk through it again. Anytime a president makes a decision of this magnitude, there are multiple pieces of information that come before us. We presented that to him in all its broad detail. We gave him all the best information that came not only from the intelligence community, but for those of us who have teams in the field. We evaluated the relevant risks and the uh, the opportunity that we thought might present itself at some point, uh, and we could see clearly. That uh, not only had Soleimani done all of the things that we have recounted, right? Hundreds of thousands, the massacre in Syria, uh, enormous destruction of countries like Lebanon and Iraq, where they've denied them sovereignty, and the, the Iranians have really denied people in those two countries what it is they want, right? Sovereignty, independence, and freedom. These are, this is all Soleimani's handiwork. Uh, and then we'd watch, you see, with continuing the terror campaign in the region, uh, we know what happened uh, at the end of last year in December ultimately leading to the death of an American. So if you're looking for imminence, you needn't look no further than the days that led up to the strike that was taken against Soleimani. And then you, in addition to that, have what we could clearly see were continuing efforts on behalf of this terrorist to build out a network of campaign activities that were going to lead potentially to the death of many more Americans. It's the right decision. We got it right. The Department of Defense did excellent work uh, and the president had a Uh, entirely legal, appropriate, and a basis as well as a decision that fit perfectly within our strategy and how to counter the threat, of malign activity from Iran more broadly.
3: I understand in a democracy if if the powerful tell you, we need to do this because of this. Trust us. Uh, Just trust us. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't trust people. You can't trust politicians. You're right. I can understand uh, wanting to know what your justification was. Marco Rubio, the senator from Florida the other day on one of the shows, he said... Little Marco. "We, We can't let you know what the imminent threat was because that would give away sources that are still active or can be active in the future. You know, if we say we knew he was about to attack this, well, the Iranians or the Russians, or whoever, would
2: figure out, oh, I know how they got that information. There's only one way they know that. They have somebody inside the blank ministry. And I, mean, guy- I guarantee we do, by the way. Yeah, and all of yeah. a sudden
3: that guy's being tortured. So hey,
2: I want to address one uh, oft-stated uh, meme, almost, among the left-wing media over the last several days. And that is, and it was based on the tweets of a gal who writes for, I can't remember, the WAPO or the New York Times, something like that that her sources told her that the, uh, the Pentagon had presented a number of choices to the president. And they included Soleimani uh, being killed as an extreme, ridiculous choice.
3: Well, that was the New York Times story. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, to, to make the other ones seem more reasonable, it was a clever strategy of theirs. And they were shocked and outraged that the president picked the illegal and unwise strategy of killing Soleimani. Well, listen, I'm going to go with the less important response to that, which would be, if Pentagon officials do that as a strategy, they need to cut it the hell out right now. That's a stupid idea, and I don't believe it. The more important point is, and Pompeo addressed this in the press conference, he said... The part of that that's true is we met with military officials and State Department officials and uh, everybody else, the diplomats, the, the, the warriors, etc. We went through a bunch of possibilities. Every single one of them was thoroughly vetted by the department's legal counsel as to its legality. The idea that the generals <laughs> I tell you what, here's how we get them to, to, uh, to, to, to hit the uh, Iranian Navy. We tell him he could assassinate Khomeini. No, no, that's too crazy. Let's <laughs> let's tell him he could assassinate General Soleimani. Let's tell him that, and then he'll he'll definitely go for the Navy thing because that's so crazy. That's what the New York Times is reporting. That's not the way the world works. Holy cow!
3: Yeah, that was the front page story that that I said that could be true, that could be partially true, and that could be completely false. Right. I have no way of knowing because they've had Spin
2: a, the wheel of readership because <laughs> they've had a bunch of the arrow falls
3: so there's been so many stories you know C. Mueller, russia steel dossier etc over the years yeah, they've reported various things that turn out to not be true at all so i don't know uh, it seems it seems odd if the if the like you said if the pentagon does do that yeah if they bring you in one ridiculous option to make their other options look better. Yeah. That's an interesting strategy. That's the
4: same strategy that Trey Parker and Matt Stone used to get puppet sex past the censors in their movies. Mm. Well, they actually they tried to put the puppet sex in there to make other things seem less offensive, but they didn't even mention the puppet sex thing. So, their team their movie team America World Police. I have heard of other
2: creative people doing that to get thing B past the censors. Yeah, yeah. You tried out thing A. No. On the other hand, if the Pentagon is doing it, they need to stop. No, it's a a legitimate sales technique. Oh, yeah. No no, no doubt about it. Although I will tell you, and I must be vague to not betray any confidences, but my acquaintance with that sort of military planning goes beyond reading about it in the newspaper. Okay? I'll just leave it there. That's not a thing. But I, putting I, I, a joke strategy out there, <laughs> so the president goes with choice B.
3: Also, if you if if it, how does that fit in with him? Nobody's disputing this. That Bush and Obama considered throughout their entire tenures of taking this guy out. Right. So it was always on the table as a possibility. That wasn't a joke. That was a, should we do this or should we not? And they decided not to. I don't know if that was a good idea or not.
2: There are Obama advisors out there specifically, if you've not seen this, saying, yes, we considered it, but we didn't do it because we think it's foolish. Okay, you know, that's fair enough. If that's your point of view, you're entitled to it. But don't act like it's an act of insanity. It's been on the table for a very long time. And honestly, my point of view, and, and Lord knows, events may unfold that make me look like an idiot. Months or years down the road. I'm sorry, even more of an idiot <laughs> down the road. <laughs> but this was long overdue. We have been telling Iran publicly and privately for years, there are going to be repercussions. There are going to, Don't do that. You need to stop doing that. We're serious now. And like the parent who continually threatens Johnny with punishment as Johnny acts up in the McDonald's and never delivers that punishment, they just kept doing
3: it. Yeah, it's possible, and uh, Trump might even think this, it's possible that not responding to down in that drone was a mistake.
2: I think he, he grew to regret it, especially when the intelligence services came to him and said, and I'm filling in the blanks, obviously, as Pompeo said, and, and Rubio, we can't know all of this yet, Um, when his people came to him and said, look, you've got Soleimani, Soleimani, building up proxy armies in Iraq and in Syria in Lebanon right on Israel's doorstep this guy is building a, a, a multinational Iranian army to attack our people and our friends and our interests we got to do something about it and he did something about it if you don't like it fine again you're entitled to that opinion i think it's long over it was long overdue Oreo's got two new flavors out. We've got to discuss Don't in detail. Me. Don't need me. Oreo is the Oreo flavor. Oreo <laughs> flavored Oreos is why I eat an Oreo. That's funny.
3: That's what I always say about potato chips. New you think I'm beer crazy flavored for
2: wine. <laughs> it's just that,
3: wrong. That and important stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This isn't about Iran. This is a classic
2: diversionary tactic where a leader goes to war in order to distract the population from domestic strife. Because remember, there's another big problem Trump wants
3: everyone to forget about back home. Of course his impeachments.
4: Oh, that movie Cats! Have you seen this?
3: It was an international embarrassment, the likes from which this country may never recover. They all had human hands. All the cats had human hands and some of them cats were sexy. I didn't even want them to be sexy. I got a cat at the house now I can't look him in the eyes. His paws are so soft.
4: <laughs> Who was that? It's Roy Wood Jr., a uh, stand-up comedian, also correspondent, a uh, frequent correspondent on The Daily Show. Oh, Hilarious uh, guy. Uh, Hilarious. Uh, really so funny. Like those cats were hot, and I can't look my own cat in the eye. <laughs> yeah, well, How come funny. the one cat was wearing a fur coat? You already got a fur, you're a cat? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: that's good. That is funny. Um, uh, Laura
2: Logan's got a new show. On Fox? Friend of Armstrong and Getty, Lara Logan.
3: Yeah, and she's reporting on Mexico currently, which is really interesting. More on that coming up in a little bit. Mexico is in worse shape than I thought. And good for her is one of the best journalists in the world, turning her attention to that very important story.
2: Muchas gracias. (laughs) Uh, I'd also like to point out that her story and just looking at Mexico is a beautiful example of how ideology is getting in the way of intelligence and logic these days, it's almost impossible to bring up Mexico and its challenges without people getting all political on you. Right. Which is crazy. If we were talking about, you know, I don't know, Peru, for instance, people wouldn't act the same way. But any more on that to come. Um. So I mentioned I was
3: watching uh, some of this Kevin Hart documentary thing they've got on, I think, Netflix. Yes. Where a, a camera crew just follows him around. And it's just his life. And it's pretty interesting. And it,
4: it, it What's his best known vehicle? The buddy cop things he made? Uh, the uh, Jumanji movies are pretty big recently. Um, but yeah, is, some of the buddy cop movies with The uh, Rock and stuff. Yeah, he yeah, is okay.
3: so insanely wealthy. I mean, yeah. just from his stand-up alone and then all the movies that he ended up doing. But uh, the, the the whole idea is that, that he had this great life going, this amazing career. He's Richard and Gad and all this different sort of stuff. And then he ends up in this controversy from some uh, supposedly homophobic jokes that weren't homophobic at the time everybody just thought ha ha is the sort of thing everybody said yeah. um and and how he's dealing with it that sort of thing and it's really interesting huh and i got on the idea of i wonder how real it is about his life do you do you act for the camera or do you pretty soon become you with the camera falling around and we got this text that i thought was really interesting that's not about kevin hart at all here's a fun experiment at a parenting seminar, we were advised to try the invisible driver exercise. When you're driving your kids with their friends, they'll surprise you by how freely they speak if you say nothing. Greet them, get settled, then hunker down and drive like you're just the chauffeur. Don't ask questions, don't steer the conversation, don't chit-chat, don't comment. Go absolutely mute. You'd be amazed at how interactive the kids get and, and the interesting insights you get into their lives. Wow, by that doing brings it. true. Yeah, it does with me too, yeah. and I've never done it on purpose, right. but I've had times where I'm either tired or spacing out or whatever, right. and uh, and and they start talking freely, and I think, wow, that, that, you you sound way different than I've ever heard you sound before. Yeah, talking to your friends, which is kind of cool and disturbing.
2: Yes, fade into the backgroundy. Yeah, it was funny. I once showed up at my little brother's baseball practice, unbeknownst to him, and he was out there. I think it was batting practice. He's out there short shortstop, and John with the other guys on the team and it was a person i'd never seen nor heard before Wow. and we were close that's interesting oh yeah but and i could see where you could achieve some of that effect by doing and that's a great little bit of parenting i'm device. going to
3: do it next time and you, you tend to think i'm going to do just the opposite you know i'm going to engage them and steer the conversation and right. be funny and right. what
4: was the favorite thing that happened at school today <laughs> which is a fine
2: don't use that tone of voice mr no kids and honestly if i have an
4: excuse to sit quietly
2: and sullenly i'll i'll take that excuse <laughs> yeah anytime My
4: the police
0: are guardians of the traffickers and their secrets moving in to force us out a veiled threat we have been asked to depart the area uh, about a week ago, they did they did lynch a couple of people that were here um, just uh, asking around about the town. So he says right now there's actually down the street and up the street in here, there's people forming, wondering why we're here. The policeman told yeah. you they lynched some people, here? Yeah? Yes, and he's asked me to calmly leave the area. Uh, for our um, own safety. For the safety of the town, he said. That's
3: in Mexico. Well, you wow. recognize the voice, probably a Laura Logan, Laura Logan being asked to leave. Asking journalists to leave. Stop reporting. The cops said,
2: get out of town.
3: The cops are telling journalists to stop reporting on the crime.
2: This is too dangerous. A town she's reporting in that's a cottage industry. In effect, the steel plant that everybody works at for this town is uh, uh, human trafficking, generally up to the United States and back. This town's economy is based on exploiting women and and rape slaves, including underage, and the rest of it and the very coppers said get out of town or we will lynch you i mean that was the the message
3: so laura logan i didn't know this has a new show fox nation series laura logan has no agenda i don't exactly understand what's the name of the show here well, well, i think
2: is she's she doing she's an sensitive to or? the idea that because she is not in the uh, throes of the progressive media, she's not a loyal progressive mediaist that she is therefore conservative. Well, she's sensitive to that. What's Fox Nation? I don't Is know. that its own channel? There are too or... many channels. Anyway. They, is that an umbrella that has
3: various people? I don't no. even know. Can somebody Google it or something? She's back as one of the best journalists in the world. You know, you know her from 60 Minutes and a variety of other places. And she's been uh, down in Mexico for like the last year doing the sort of in-depth reporting that she does and needs to be done and nobody does anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's some nuggets I I got from her being on Tucker Carlson last night. Fox Nation is Fox News' streaming service. Okay. Oh. Okay, thank you. Um, Mexico pretty much runs the entire drug trade for the world now. Wow. If somebody does cocaine in Moscow, it came from Mexico.
2: Now the Chinese are doing pretty good with the fentanyl and yeah, killing our yeah, people, but yeah. you know that doesn't take away anything from Mexico's domination.
3: Yeah, well, what there's different n- terms for that and what are they? It don't matter to me really. But m- recreational drugs versus something or other, I don't know, whatever it is. But anyway, um, uh, methamphetamine, Mexico's completely under control. She said the reason you don't hear about meth labs blowing up in a trailer park anymore, all the meth, a hundred percent of the meth comes from Mexico now.
2: Yeah, and they would make sure they shut down their competition.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, If they found out you got a meth lab and you're selling meth to people, no, they're going to make it very clear to you if you get to stay alive that that's a bad
2: idea.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Plus, you know, at some point you just get it cheap enough that why would I be trying to cook meth in my apartment?
2: Right, I might get caught. Grow pot and sell it legally, for
3: For instance. instance. If I can buy it for practically nothing from you, Jose. Um, uh, so they, they they're running the global drug trade now. In terms of crime in Mexico, 90% of crime does not get investigated at all. 98% of murders don't get investigated at all. Now some of that makes sense to me in that the same reason cops don't investigate very much a lot of murders in in cities when it's gangs, it's just there's no point here. Nobody's going to talk. We've been down there. We've tried this a hundred times. Right. Nobody's going to say anything. It was one gang shooting another gang. Right. That's
2: why I'm not investigating it. Well, you investigate, but it's all dead ends. Right. So
3: And so you combine that in Mexico, that with the fact that the cartel is going to try to kill you for investigating it. And, you know, what's the
2: point? Right. Right. Or even driving around the town and saying, hey, what's the story with this town? They'll lynch you for that. So anyway, you know, I think it's, it's worth pointing out. And again, people get insane and political. If we were talking about a country that didn't have a sizable... You know, uh, voting block in this country, people would be a hell of a lot more honest. We live cheek to jowl. We share a border with, and rather a long one, with a country that's on the verge of being a failed state. It's often I've often referred to it as a borderline failed narco state. It it goes far beyond nar- narcotics though. It's uh, the cartels are vast criminal enterprises. Um, that have their their hands in all sorts of uh, businesses. Um, from uh, human trafficking to drugs to, to blackmail and distortion and kidnapping and the rest of it. Um, but the idea that and put forth by Bateau and uh, and I can't remember exactly what Liz Warren believes, but but, but but all of them are so soft on immigration. The idea we ought to tear down the walls and just permit the free flow of people. From I mean, Mexico's better off than Afghanistan, but it shares certain characteristics. The Mexican government controls pretty reasonably pretty significant parts of Mexico, but they have no control whatsoever over vast swaths, towns, cities, entire states of Mexico are run by criminal enterprises. And the idea that we would just, you know, let people flow back and forth from that sort of place is just insane. Um, Does that make me racist against Hispanics? Yes. Oh, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that not the answer? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: There are two new Oreo flavors, Joe. That's part of the news.
2: There is one Oreo flavor. Oreo. That's funny you have that take because oh, you, yeah. you're the opposite on potato chips.
3: I've always said there's one potato chip flavor, huh? the original potato chip flavor. That's what a potato chip's supposed to be. There's
2: where you're wrong. He's <laughs> you screaming, <and> yelling <laughs> that there should be all these different flavors. The delicious the Jack, Jack, Jack. It's the difference between a finished product and a a a, a base product. A potato is is a, merely a vehicle for other flavors, mm. whereas the Oreo is a finished product. Get that barbecue chip out of my face. Barbecue. on a regular Lay's oh, potato chip. How about the, uh, the the sweet onion, like the Maui onion? Oh, oh, those is so are good. good, Joe. Oh, I'm with about, you. How An about the cracked pepper? Yes. Michael, do you, are you down with the, like cracked, the cracked pepper? I like the cracked pepper, but the
3: Maui oh. ones are great. Why don't you just sodomize a cat?
2: Oh, wow. Huh? That that's, uh, Asking the judges, was that a little out of line? I mm, Very out of line. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
3: getting to uh, Trump's... Cat sodomy. Getting to Trump's tweet. The response may not be proportional,
4: <laughs> so perhaps
3: I overdid it there. New flavors of Oreos, you say? Yes. And then, uh, I like original Oreo flavor, although I scrape the white goo on there because I off there because I find it disgusting. I'm a double stuff man. Yeah. You just eat the the cookie part. I pie only I it? want the wafer on the Oreo. That's
2: all right. You're, you're, well, well, I'll you're I'll some what, sort of fundamentalist.
3: I'll tell you what I would. Th- this is kind of a New Year's resolution. Are you ish? an ish? This is a resolution ish. I don't know how well I'll stick to it. As. I I shouldn't eat anything like that again in my life. If if I have an Oreo in my mouth ever again in my life, or an M&M, or just... Anything like
4: that. Mm. What the hell has gone wrong? I will take a double stuff. I will take three double stuffs. One of them, I (laughs) will remove both wafers. I will put it in between the sandwich of half of the other ones. I will make a sextuple stuff Oreo and eat it like it's a... That's too much stuff, man. It's it's, it's almost enough.
3: Well, bring your wafers in and I'll
4: eat them.
2: You're going to have to (laughs) hit them with a shot of that. What's that stuff they used to bring the opioid addicts around? (laughs) They're
3: going to have to hit you with some of that. Two new flavors <coughs> for Oreos. I didn't... Because uh, there are mint, and there's a bunch of different flavors. Yeah. Caramel coconut and chocolate Ooh. marshmallow.
2: It's already chocolate. Chocolate marshmallow. marshmallow is a little close to home, isn't it? It's like chocolate-flavored Hershey's. What What do you mean? It already is. Peanut butter, now with peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, I don't get that. Anyway. You know what you got to say to yourself? This has helped me. It didn't help me a lot over the holidays. I ate good food, prepared food, just too much of it. Um, Like home-prepared food. Some corporation with giant factories found a way to trick your taste buds into eating too much of this stuff. Keep in mind, giant corporate food comes from giant factories that their scientists have figured out how to get you to overeat. Understand, you're probably run by white males. Oh, shut up. It's... um, (laughs) It's it's worth looking at as a fight. They're trying to do something to you to make money, and it's not a good thing. No. All this incredibly delicious at your fingertips food in America is not a good thing. And I'm not some sort of you know diet extremist nut job. Look at me, I'm, I'm half, half a fat guy. But um,
4: half <laughs> a fat
2: guy. My, <laughs> although I, I'm 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 on my weight's already down. I had a good day yesterday. I gave up the sauce for January. And I'm an every every day guy. I'm an every night couple of glasses of wine guy. What's the name I'm of this? I'm a wine this? enthusiast. They said dry
3: January. Somebody texted yesterday. They're going to do dry February because there's fewer days.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I I made that announcement on the air and I was happy about it. And Judy said, "Yeah, let's do it." For a couple of reasons. There's uh, several reasons. Number one, it it really helps to lose weight because there are calories in wine. Uh, number two, and and I will I will speak about this openly. I have been self-medicating since I was young because I'm wound up as tight as a watch spring. And I relax. I forget my stresses. I I stop caring and can enjoy myself in the evening if I have a couple of glasses of wine. But if that's the only way you can get to that mental state, I don't think that's healthy. And I know I have a habit.
3: So you're going to go with the marijuana?
2: I might. Um, No, but so anyway, so I'm going to give up drinking for a month. Had an emailer. Uh, write us and say, you know, the British study you mentioned said two weeks is all your liver needs to get completely clean and back to 100% functioning. Well, you're, you're and I'm
3: in. like, no! You yeah, got like five more days.
2: No! No, I don't Bottoms want up. that sort of input. Don't say, you know, Joe, exercising more than once a week is... Don't, if I'm doing it twice, stop it! I realize you're trying to be helpful, but...
4: don't well, liver health was only a small percentage of the reason why you were doing this in the first place.
2: Mm. Medium. Medium. Percentage. Okay, okay. As I pointed out yesterday, I'm drinking less so I can drink more. I want to be able <laughs> okay. to drink wine my entire life because I really, really like it. I'm telling you, that's a TED talk I'd go see. And, and I don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: drink less so you can drink more. A TED talk with Joe Getty.
2: And I'm you come up around with, a with my five little five minutes. You're my good.
4: My five minutes is that enough? I think that's what your audition speech has to be. Okay. You do and, like but you got to memorize things. it. Yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah. I'm walking around the stage with my uh, probably some sort of sweater and my Britney Spears mic on. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, but uh, no, is it, Various so hand clasping and gesturing. Yeah, and blood pressure. You know, there there are a dozen different reasons. So anyway, uh where was I? Oreos, right? Um. They're trying to trick you into the liking them, yeah. right? And 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 the sixty the folks at sixty minutes did a great feature on that. These food scientists that
4: figure out how to tantalize your taste buds just enough that you're desperate for one more bite, and then to get those tastes to instantly disappear. Right. So the only way you can get it is to reach back in the bag for another
2: chip. Right. It's really insidious. It's bad for your health. It's greedy. You're in a fight, and the grocery stores and the the restaurants and the, the they're full of people who are trying to do something bad to you. And again, I'm not some sort of vegan granola weirdo. I'm a weirdo. half a fad guy. I'm half a fat guy. I ate a meatloaf sandwich last night that, oh, oh my, it was a religious experience. <laughs> probably wasn't a great choice, but it wasn't terrible. Um, and I ate my salad. Uh, So, anyway, just look at it like that.
3: So, I got some more advice on how to spy on your kids, which is good. Also,
2: um, I'm not sure I'd phrase it that way.
3: Also, a new Olympic event that is approved that it will get my kids interested in watching the Olympics this next time around on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show.
2: Break dancing is going to be an official sport for the first time in the 2024 Olympics in Paris. Break dancer and coach Antonio Castillo says he's glad the art form is getting some recognition. A lot of times people told me you can't make a job from breaking. It's impossible. Go to school, get a job. You know, pay your bills on time. The sport will be called breaking, and dancers will be scored on a 10 point system that includes footwork, freezing, and poses. And floor spins. <laughs> I've had the floor spins. <laughs> Speaking of drinking. I thought
3: that was really entertaining. Wow! Now, um, that's a pretty people tell thing. me you
2: go out there and pay some bills and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good advice. You can't make a living break dancing. Do, do Where they, do they, they get that? off? <laughs> well, now it's an Olympic sport.
3: Do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life, Joe. Spit on the floor. Nobody's well, going to pay
2: me to spin on the floor. Yeah, you, you can't make a living pole vaulting either, really. No. That's not what the Olympics are about. <laughs> a lot of times people have told me you can't make a job from breaking. It's impossible. Go to school. Get a job. You know, yes. Pay your bills on time. All those pay things your, your bills on time. That's good advice. <laughs> that's solid, son. <laughs> now, uh, aside
3: from the whether dancing. or not it's a good career move, um, <laughs> as a sport, using yes. my finger quotes, and it's more of a sport than Pistol shooting—it's practically gymnastics. Heck yeah. yeah, um, heck yeah. Of course it is. Um, uh, no, what was I going to say? Oh, my kids will like that. My kids will love that event. Yeah, watching that. You, you know, what? judged on spins. It seems freezes. Seems nutty.
2: that's part of and the breakdancing floor thing spins.
4: You well, you get out of bed because you got the bed spins. You get on the floor. You then you got the floor spins. <laughs> you do like a like a handstand thing with your legs all kind of all right. over the place, and you, and you hold that. And then you go back into the floor No, spin. no, I don't. <laughs> I've seen
3: hobos do it on street corners, and it's pretty cool. So imagine Olympic athletes if they turn their
2: attention to it. I'll bet it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll watch it. It seems like an absurd sport. Of course, ballroom dancing is an Olympic sport. Well, a lot of them are absurd point, sports. You're just used to It's a TV for. show. What, what sports are absurd? What are you talking about? Olympic sports are their traditional, Jack. A biathlon. Okay, but again you take a pole and you leap over a wall. It comes straight from ancient warfare. The pummel horse.
3: If you had never seen that sport before, why is that better than breakdancing?
2: dancing? It's 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 uh, reminiscent of the riders of old charging into battle, spinning around on top of their horse, kicking their
4: legs high in a scissor kick right into the jaw of their enemy. The pummel <laughs> horse is essentially breakdancing dancing on a horse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Would that it were. In a tight little singlet with your package showing. It's a pommel horse, not a pommel horse. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what I do to a horse that gets me mad. That's what happens in <laughs> Dostoevsky. That's a completely wow. different story. Lowbrow, highbrow, <laughs> both equally
3: disgusting.
2: <laughs> Let's move on,
3: please. Move on. So, spying on your kids. We got this idea of uh, you pick up a bunch of your kids and your friends or whatever you're driving around, keep your mouth shut, and they will start talking like they do in real life around their friends. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll hear Sam talking with his best friend, and in a way that it is is—it is like, I don't even know that kid that's talking right there, so you're, you're giving me a completely different face, which is the way all humans are to a certain extent. Uh, read Shakespeare. Um Uh, On a note of not speaking with your kids and friends in the car, turn on a radio station that they like. Fade it to the back of the car so it's a little louder back there. They'll talk a little louder over the music, and you'll be able to hear everything. Be prepared. Sometimes you hear things you're probably better off not knowing. Yeah. That reminds me of a buddy of mine who is... He overheard his high school daughter talking about, not her, but some of her friends and various sexual activities people were engaged in, who did what to who. Oh and boy. he said
2: it was really hard. He was glad he heard it, but he said it was hard to listen to. Yeah, yeah, but You know what I discovered with my daughters especially is that, you know, I would leave the radio off so we could talk. If you leave the radio on, they will talk more because they're less hesitant to start. Oh, sure. There's yeah. no breaking yeah. of the silence. Right. I've which had that that not dawned on me until you know, I had adults. kids and I did it. But um yeah now yeah. yeah, that that's, uh, I don't know so is that a good I thing or bad I prefer to thing? ride in silence, grinding my teeth, <laughs> so <laughs> muttering about other drivers. Right. So I ever oh I don't mutter. Hand, do. No, I say it out loud. Um, uh, do I can say. Uh,
3: oh, is that so? Is this okay? We all think this is a good idea. Basically, coming up away way the way a tricky way to spy on our children.
2: Well, unless you're you know going NSA and busting people or whatever, I think yeah, I think it's good to know who they really
4: are. Mostly, I don't. Maybe you are. I don't think that's spying on them, though. You're, oh no, <laughs> you look Like are <laughs> dumb, they don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're like James Comey over there. We didn't spy; we surveilled. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're in the car. They know you're there. You didn't put a camera in the elf in the shelf on the room and and are trying to catch him in something like that. You know, right. you're just. You're, you're removing yourself from their conversation so they can just be themselves.
2: Yeah. yeah the, the whole, like, surveillance thing, I think there are probably natural laws that you're violating there. You don't want to know the outer 10% of what your kid is thinking or saying because it's just talk and and don't let it trouble you. And, and the fact that the Cubs go away from mom to play is natural. Um but the in the car thing i think that
3: sounds great i became aware over uh christmas break being around some thing uh, some people the the this deal where you have the family iphone plan or whatever and everybody's got their privacy thing off and so everybody's tracking everybody all the time is that that common i was around several people saying, oh yeah we do that too and where everybody's you tracking are and everything? everybody's tracking everybody's looking at their phone watching everybody everywhere they go I, mom is watching everywhere like the kids go the kids are seeing where mom is you can see how fast they're driving yeah. down the road.
2: That's, I, that's a paranoid way to live a life, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you do that? Mailbag at com. You can email us. Mailbag at com or 415 295 KFTC is the text line. 415 295 KFTC.
3: Seems like it could make both
2: of you crazy.
3: The 16 year old driving and the parent. You're I,
2: both going to be crazy. I, I don't think it's healthy, honestly. But, you know, m- maybe your circumstances warrant it. Now we'll, we'll
3: talk more about it tomorrow as we get more input but apparently it's a uh, pretty popular
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
0: Approval
1: not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Do you have a digital mindset? Check out Season 3 of This is Digital. Season 3 of This is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including driving profitable growth in enterprise software and how the new sports fan experience can drive revenue. Featuring guests like Chris D'Agostino of Databricks and Scott Krable of Tama Bravo. Check out the latest and greatest on Season 3 of This is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com.